Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who like to use a lot of words, yet say nothing at all. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right. It's show number 533, everybody. On today's show, we're talking about glue for veneering, Mark the voiceover guy, stealing designs, and buying lumber locally. But before we get to that, we want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Rockler's giving away a $250 gift card to one lucky Wood Talk listener. Enter for your chance to win before October 31st at rockler.com slash woodtalk. And if you want to help support the show, you can you can do so. You can go to patreon.com slash woodtalk and sign up to become a patron of the show. Thank you again to all those patrons who know who you are already. <laughs> and I promise we will read them. We're just not, not in this sitting, <laughs> but we'll get to them. Because we love you guys and uh, you do great things for us that we appreciate. Okay, so this is pretty much a Q&A show today. Uh, it's our third show this month, so it might be a little bit quicker than usual, but we got some great questions from you guys, and we'll do our best to answer them. So first question here is from Jeff. He says, hey guys, love the show. I'm listening from the beginning and catching up to current shows. I've been following Mark on YouTube and uh, have been a Guild member for many years and found Matt and Shannon through following Mark. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that? I'll say it again louder for the people in the back. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me read it. I've been following Mark on YouTube and a guild member for many years and found Matt and Shannon through following Mark. So what he's saying is he watched your stuff and was found wanting and needed something else. <laughs> I need something else. This is not he enough. He was unsatisfied be by Mark's content yeah. and went looking for something better. I always leave him. I always leave him unsatisfied. That's just my yeah, thing. That's your thing. Yeah. It's what I do. Leave him wanting more. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Jeff has three questions. I'm about to build the chessboard and have a couple of questions. I'm planning to use veneers for the squares and we'll glue them to plywood and build a frame for the board, eventually making a base with drawers for all the pieces. Is hide glue good for this purpose? Also, I do not have a vacuum press. Is there another way to press the squares to the substrate? Also, I was going to use ebony or a black dyed wood and was wondering 
sorry, I'm having trouble reading. When I start to sand, if the black will transfer to the lighter color squares. I've never done veneering before, so I wasn't sure if there is a different way to finish veneers other than sanding. Okay, so a couple things here. Uh, he mentions not having a vacuum press, and he also mentions hide glue. First thing that comes to mind here that I know Shannon would know a little something about is a uh, hammer veneering, right? Uh-huh. Seems to be a viable thing for him to do right? here. Right? 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 <laughs> Shannon? Right? right? I heard of this at some point. I don't know nothing about it. Right, <laughs> Shannon? Good golly. <laughs> so hard to work with today. My goodness. And this is why he went looking for so, other content. <laughs> that's it. Right. He's just got to wait 15 minutes for you to answer his questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, hammer veneering is a process you could look into. I'm sure, Shannon, you probably uh, he's already seen your video on that. Um, Maybe. It, it's definitely a good way to get the veneer down without having the you know craziness of a big setup with a veneer press. Um, did you guys read this the same way I did when he's talking about the squares and veneering down the squares? Uh huh. There are other ways to do this that involve veneering things down in a sheet and then cutting that sheet yeah. after the veneering into the squares. Yeah, which is... So did you get the impression that he's he's planning on veneering each individual square and then gluing it together? That's what it sounds like. And if that were the yeah. case, then yeah, hammer veneering would probably be the way I would want to go. But that just sounds mm-hmm. like misalignment nightmare. Um, you know, the, the reason I like hammer veneering is because you're you're sticking it down in place and you've got full visibility into it and you can shift it as necessary and kind of lock it in there. But you still like, this is the geometric pattern. The tiniest little misalignment will be really Mm -hmm. uh, apparent. So your better bet is to glue like a strip of black, a strip of white, strip of black, strip of white. Um, So you've got a, you know, a, a vertical stripe plank and then you cross cut that and you flip every other one. So you get the alternation. So you have longer strips that you're gluing together instead of individual squares. Um, Hammer veneering would work there, but I I think that might just be kind of too specialized, too overkill in this, in this instance. Um, uh, Well, there's also the, the standard wood glue method where you kind of put a little bit of glue, um, goop it on both surfaces. And then when you put the surface after it dries, you put those surfaces together and hit it with an iron and it kind of reactivates the glue um, and causes those two pieces to stick. You want to practice this before you actually do it because um, it takes a little bit of finesse, but that's also an option that he could do without a vacuum press or simply with parts this small. Why not just clamps, you know, some kind of long call and just do a simple clamping process. Yeah. Uh, it's always a possibility. I would, I would quote dry assemble it using blue tape. You can use veneer tape if you want. I found blue tape works just as mm-hmm. well. So again, not individual squares, but strips, and you're taping those strips together so that you've got one sheet and then, you know, roll glue on the back of the sheet, roll glue on the substrate, flap it down, throw a, you know, another piece of plywood with uh, wax paper in between on top of it and just clamp the crap out of it. (laughs) You don't need, you don't need a vacuum press. Stand on it until it cures and you're good. And something as small too. You may this might even be a good candidate for those little uh, hand jobbies. Hand you know jobbies. What I'm about? It's called a ha- yeah. It's called a, the hand pump thing. I think it's called a happy ending. The like the roar rocket kits, <laughs> the skateboard kits. <laughs> I, so that that actually does build up enough pressure for small pieces. <laughs> Settle down. I can't do this. Come on. I can't, I can't do Come it. on. Grow up, man. <laughs> so immature. I can't do it. <laughs> The things that come out of your mouth. (laughs) 
It's it's a it's a whole thing over here. Try living with me. Ask Nicole about it. Well, I don't know. We'll be sleeping with you soon. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a throwback to a couple shows ago. Yeah. Come on, man. We're beyond that. Oh, I gotta I'm say sorry. that the Roar Rocket vacuum bag <laughs> is available at Rockler. Just there you go. See? See, that's what I'm talking about. It's it's a real deal for especially for smaller pieces. Something like this, you probably would have no problem with that. Yeah, it's a little vacuum bag option. and a hand pump. Um, yeah, you go in the rockler jobby, and pump. you say, excuse me, can you show me where the hand jobbies are? And they'll know exactly <laughs> so what you're talking I'll about. Just, you know, I'll back and buy a dumpster. <laughs> oh, my rockler hand jobby. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, episode 533 <laughs> is when the sponsorship ended, folks. That's when. <laughs> did, we, did we find that point finally? <laughs> did we cross that line i don't know i think we saw the line and stepped right on I it i think we just sprinted past it <laughs> <laughs> okay so let me answer the last piece of jeff's question here the black and the white the two uh very different wood species <laughs> and will you have any contamination it's definitely possible um especially if you have a sort of um oily exotic as one of the darker colors you definitely can get that color bleed uh, this is something you want to Google because there are definitely ways to handle this. Uh, sometimes, obviously, you want to use good dust collection when you're sanding uh, to make sure you get all as much as possible. Get that dust out of there so that when it gets hit with finish, you don't have it kind of turning into a dye of sorts. Um, but there are ways that you can kind of apply a very light, uh, almost like a toner, just a light misting of finish on it. Something that does really well with a spray application. Uh, something that can sit on the surface, dry quickly, and kind of seal it before, and it dries fast, like a lacquer is a good example. Um, something that dries very quickly before it has a chance to kind of bleed through. And you apply several coats that way, building it up and getting that protection in there before you either put a lot of lacquer on or switch to a different finish that goes on top of the lacquer. Um, but you're kind of locking that color in. There may be other techniques out there that I'm not aware of or haven't thought about, um, but that's one that I've used in the past to help prevent that bleeding. Um, okay. Card scraper I found is really good if you're specifically scraping from the white wood into the black wood. Um, but except for now, you've got a bunch of squares alternating. Yeah, but if I mean a card scraper, that's what's nice because you can work in like a tiny little area. Yeah, but you got to work on each little square pushing out into the other. That's that's bad. That's, that's bad. bad. It's bad. Fair enough. That's bad. Fair enough. <laughs> but I mean, with a good sharp card scraper. On veneer, I mean, you may not have too much of a problem at all. You're not making a ton of dust. You're right. just making little baby shavings. You're making little shavings. Um, I also would recommend buying a cold press veneer glue um, rather than just ah. going with like regular old tight bond. Although tight bond does make um, a, vin- a cold yeah, press a veneer, veneer glue. glue. Um, they sell it at Rockler, by the way. Um, they do. But yeah, I, I started playing around with different veneer glues. And of course, you've got the multi-part unibonds and ultra cats and stuff but the cold press veneer express veneer glue it's available at joe woodworker is another one but they're mm-hmm. they're a specific formulation that really prevents any creep um now you're using a plywood substrate so it shouldn't be too much of a problem but it it dries to a really rigid glue line so it makes that um that panel so much more kind of sound um, like once it's dry, yeah. like you knock on it and it's just this really satisfying kind of solid ring to it. Um, it's just, it's a little bit, uh, over the, the somewhat kind of spongier typical PVA type glue, the cold press stuff. Uh, it's just a little bit harder when it, when it cures. I think Unibond one is something you could probably use for that too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, Who's up? This is from Lucas. He says, I was just scrolling through TikTok. Yes, you have younger listeners. Um, and a How It's Made video came up. I thought it was Mark doing the voiceover. So, Mark, are you the How It's Made guy? Yeah. You don't think Wood Talk's paying the bills, do you? <laughs> I've heard this before. I don't understand it. I don't hear it. I mean, I've heard the examples of it. But oftentimes people will tell you you look like something or you sound like someone and you don't you don't see it or hear it yourself. So that's not unusual. But I I, I, I guess most people no. just tell me I sound like a jerk. No, like <laughs> the, the weird thing is I always see I've, I've always say that my voice has a certain Kermit the Frog element to it. Mm. Um, and they're not going to hire Kermit the Frog to do a voiceover for how it's made. <laughs> like I don't I don't consider myself having that quality to my voice that people want to listen to a lot. So I would watch that. I, I, I would no, definitely watch that. I don't hear it. It's like when Seth, there's Mc, another podcast when Seth McFarland does the Kermit, the frog and the, the taken the Liam Neeson <laughs> thing. I love that. Yeah. 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 There's a, another podcast I listen to in like the home tech home theater, um, genre that there's a host that sounds just like you to my ears, Shannon. And I've never told you because I'm sure if you listen to it, you'll go, yeah, I don't hear it. But this dude sounds a lot like you. Okay. Talks like you too. Good to know. It's called the entertainment 2.0 podcast. So folks go listen to it and just let us, let us know if I'm hearing the same thing or if you hear the same thing I hear or if I'm just crazy. Yeah. Cause it sounds just like Shannon. And I don't want to hear that. I look like Jared from subway either. I'm tired of that. <laughs> that's, that's old news. Everybody knows you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we get to that point now where some a lot of people probably don't know who that is. It's true. It's been a while. It's also the thing that guys, people yeah, are tuning been out, out of, of the show and going, okay, I'm done with this. That's true. <laughs> they're going to get a subway sandwich now because they're that bored. Right. Which is a piece of garbage on bread that is almost bread. You know who else has sandwiches? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know who else should sell sandwiches? Yeah, good. You know what? There's something <laughs> to would. that. There was a hot dog truck that used to park out in front of the Home Depot and that guy made a killing. When all the contractors showed up at lunch to buy, you know, whatever it was they were buying because they forgot it. He sold so many mm -hmm. hot dogs. They should have sandwiches at Rockler. Do they do that anymore though? Like, um, no, the one we had in Denver, we had the same thing. Just this old dude was out there with his hot dogs and he was there all the time and COVID destroyed it. And it seems to have not come back. Well, that's why they bring it in house. It's like, you know, the, the, the Starbucks and the Barnes and Noble. Wow. I'm dating myself on that one. <laughs> do they exist? Mm -hmm. Barnes and Noble still there, aren't they? Um, they sure are still there. Yeah. Yes. You know, or the, the, uh, the, so you're saying Rockler can have the hot dogs in the building. Yeah. Or put like a, so you can go get a hot dog and a hand jobby <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> all in one trip. <laughs> See, originally, originally it was kind of an accident. Now you're just doing it on purpose and there's no excuse for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. That was bad of me. Okay. Uh, everybody go. So speaking of Rockler, Rockler, please. And used to call wood tops. You came from here. Rockler is expanding their stores, not for hot dogs, but for lots of other cool woodworking well, stuff. Rockler has been expanding oh, yeah, and remodeling many of its stores throughout the country. If you haven't been to a Rockler store lately, you may be missing out. The latest store opening in August includes, oh guys, it's, we talked about this in the last show, includes a new store in Jacksonville, Florida, other new locations are located in Morristown, New Jersey, and Fairfax, Virginia. Yay. Well, that solves a mystery. It does. It's a current thing. So we're we're conveying this information to people 
it's getting to their ears, but we are quickly forgetting the things that we say, which is very common on this show. We just never paid attention. Uh, you'll find top-notch place. power tools and accessories, an extensive lumber selection, uh, dust collection, router tables, T-track, hardware, and more. All stores also host a variety of classes for woodworkers of all skill levels. Visit rockler.com to find a store near you. And no matter which store you visit, you can count on Rockler for innovative products, expert advice, and great service. I really got to go see the new one. Well, that's not new here, but it's new to me. Um, the one near St. Louis. I passed I, it on the way from the airport. I've been time, there. So. I went to their you grand reopening one? or something. Really? Some, I think it was there. They brought me there for some thing. I'm pretty sure. Well, it was is that like, like they moved it or something? Is that like your close? You, you have one that's closer than that, right? I got three here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're Rockler rich. They, well, they brought me out to you know, do one of those appearance things. We're like, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Come talk to me. Right. And maybe buy something while you're here. And then people have you sign stuff and you get your poor excuse for not, an autograph on there. That must have been like 2017 or 18. Mm-hmm. It was, that was a while ago. Quite a while ago. That's cool. Yeah, I've been, to, I've been to that store. And you haven't uh, even been there. No, I drove by it. <laughs> what the heck? It's in a strip mall. I stayed at a hotel across the street, I think. Yeah. Or down the road or something. Nice. Actually, cool story, bro. I think the Morristown, New Jersey location is actually closer to me than Fairfax. I mean, just from a traffic perspective, that's like, oh, really? That's like my, <laughs> when I lived in New Jersey, that's like, you know, not far from Medford, where I used to live down in like Cherry Hill, South Jersey region. That's yeah, it's, a, it's basically Philadelphia. You know, it's a, just across the, the, the river, whatever that is. Delaware. Yeah, river. that's very close to where I grew up. See, there we go. I should go check it out. Small world. Oh, man. Okay, well, uh, Matt, you got some questions to answer? Let's get to it. I got this one here from Jeremy. I think we'll, we'll do that one. Okay. Uh, okay. Jeremy says, I've been traveling a lot this year, and my sanity has only been maintained by listening to your back catalog of podcasts. Mm. I, don't, I don't know about that. I've been, <laughs> I tend to drive people crazy. I don't buy that Not make them not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he goes on to say, I am an engineer, pretty new to woodworking as a serious hobby. I'm curious how you guys approach sourcing your lumber as professionals. I recently mm. moved to northern New Mexico, where the nearest hardwood supplier is 45 minutes away, and everyone in town comments that they are expensive, and they are. <laughs> I am usually partial to patronizing local businesses, but I found myself struggling to justify the upcharge, travel time, and inventory limits when compared to online sources. To what extent are you willing to support your local vendors? Being that Woodworking's virtual community is massive these days, do you find value in paying more at your local store so they'll continue to be there? The small town guy in me says to support local businesses at all costs, but the guy who does the budget <laughs> or explains my purchases to my wife says otherwise. Thank you all thanks for the advice and encouragement you've given to the newbies like me to get us going. That was a wonderful message. You're welcome. Beautiful. I appreciate that he didn't put professionals in quotes too. That's nice. (laughs) I kind of feel like that would be more accurate. Right. But but, all right. It was a nice, it was was nice. Thank you, Jeremy. Nice courtesy. (laughs) So So Matt, you are the local guy. I'm kind of a local guy around here, you know, you're your own local guy. Yeah, it doesn't get much more local than than me, I guess. And I'll cut my own stuff and dry it and use it myself. Um, I, if I do need something, I will buy it locally because I'm lazy, or I usually need it like immediately. Yeah. Um, and I'm also living in a place where like trees grow here, 
Yeah. So that's that's Jeremy's you know, biggest problem. Northern New Mexico. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest issue with being there is there's nothing local that you want that grows there. So right. everything is being imported essentially to that area. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Well, you guys do a lot of online buying. I mean, I mean, the, I don't the know, other Shannon thing gets I, stuff from work on the dumpster still falls out of the truck at work. Yeah. Falls <laughs> off the truck Mine. along with an iguana. Um, <laughs> when it, just, just to the overall issue of supporting local. I mean, he, the only comment he has is that they're expensive, which I mean, let's face it these days, all lumber is expensive. Maybe that's going to change soon, but don't hold your breath. Um, but are they good? Like other than prices, what's their selection? Like what's their service? Like, can, I mean, is it a place that you enjoy going to and can good, good stuff? Because I don't care how local they are. If it's not a good, like if they don't have what I want, I, I'm not going to go out of my way to support them. Um, you know, unless it's something that I can actually do now, if it's a good business that generally I can get good service from and they, 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 they help me out, I will do what I can. I will absolutely, you know, pay a little bit more for that particular service. So I don't know how much actual, you know, patronizing he's done of the local business to be able to formulate an opinion on it, but I would give him a shot. Um, there's nothing else because, uh, I mean, the ability to buy lumber, like sightseeing, really can't be priced. Um, certainly there are some great online retailers. Uh, Belforce comes to mind. They have fantastic stuff. But, you know, the, to me, the more projects I do, the more I, I really do a lot of like layout and planning, like at the lumberyard, like color and grain matching and stuff like that is happening at the lumberyard. So um, I'm willing to pay more for that. And that has nothing to do with whether local or not, other than the fact that I can go to them and do it. So um, certainly you're going to pay more for the stuff that everything's got to be trucked into New Mexico. I mean, there, there are some trees, you know, he's in Northern New Mexico. There are more trees up there. Um, but, uh, there's pecan. Uh, they got pecan. Yeah. Probably some mesquite too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just use it for barbecue. <laughs> wow. It's good stuff. A lot of, some, Stop burning some all the furniture wood. S- screw the furniture. <laughs> Let's make food. <laughs> I want you to make a piece of furniture and then put it on the smoker. I could, but then it would be kiln dried. Yeah, don't finish oh, it. Don't my wood wet. Just soak it <laughs> first, and then yeah, or maybe just build it out of uh, like green wood. <laughs> let it let it weather for a little bit, and then put it in the smoker. Yeah, then you can I do like a whole that. thing yeah. about how wood moves and how those joints blew apart and everything. Oh. Yeah, which ones burn the fastest? That'll be interesting. To yeah, watch. which glue fails the first? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like supporting local, it's one of those things that I always try to when I can, but there's a, there's a limit. I mean, this is a guy, he's traveling a lot. My guess is he travels for work. He's doing the woodworking for fun, which means driving 40 minutes to go pay more for something just to support a local shop. Like you got, if you're really passionate about supporting local, then that's what you do. But I don't think you should feel guilty if you have to resort to buying wood online so that it arrives at your doorstep and you can start doing woodworking that day when you finally have time to get into the shop. I don't think you should feel guilty about that at all. But when you can, and when time allows, or like Shannon said, being able to go there, you got a special project coming up. You want to pick the boards. So that dining table looks like perfect and has the best top on it ever. Well, you probably want to go to the place to get that. And then you take that drive and do it. Um, But I don't think you should feel guilty about, you know, doing what you got to do to keep yourself in the shop, making furniture or making whatever you make. 
Okay. Agreed. So we got one more here. I'll, I'll take this one uh, from Jason. I have a small hobbyist shop where I mostly construct items for my own household, but will take on the odd job from friends, family, and neighbors from time to time. Uh, this often comes in the form of being sent an Etsy or Pinterest photo along with the question, how much to make this? <laughs> it doesn't sit right that I'm building something another craftsman spent time designing, but I'm also not advertising. Um, what's the community's view on this practice? I don't know if the community as a whole has a view. I think it's probably a, a mixed set of views. They have 17 views. Um, <clears throat> yeah. We have done... We've done shows in the past on this topic about like the, the whole copyright thing and uh, whether you should be copying furniture, go back into the archive. You could probably find a longer discussion on that. I'm just going to say, you know, just kind of, we can go around and give opinions on this. If you're just doing it for someone else, you're just building something for a person. I don't think you need to worry about that. I mean, personally, no, I know you don't need to worry about it. The question of whether you should, you worry about it. Is it a moral or ethical thing that you're having a problem with? That's going to be personal uh, but building a one-off of something that someone else made that they probably copied from someone else doesn't make me feel real guilty. No. Um, I think it's fine. <laughs> There's very little that's like truly a unique piece that this person took the time to design to perfection. Um, even the things that I take uh, like months to design before I actually start the build is very, um, it, it invokes a lot of other styles, a lot of other things that I've seen. Um, it's derivative is is what I mean to say. Um, so that even if you were to build that for someone else, it's, I don't know, I don't get too prideful about my designs in that way. You guys feel differently about this? No, I mean, that's like you, that's where they start. Like I want to build, you know, this table. One of the first things I do is go to Google and do an image search and 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 yeah. look for some inspiration. I think the line is when you start manufacturing it. Like I'm building yeah. a one-off, that's fine. Um, but if I now like create a line of furniture or I create, this is a piece that's in my portfolio that I'm going to now sell this particular mm -hmm. piece, that's where the issue starts to become um, something to be more concerned about. But I'd be willing to bet yeah. you, there's there's very little new under the sun in woodworking. Um, it'd be, you know, that we certainly have seen some styles like, uh, what's the dude? Uh, Jory Brigham has a distinct style. Um, Sam Maloof, the Maloof company has a distinct style. Nakashima has a distinct style. Thomas Mosier, et cetera. They built a brand around that, uh, which is why when you yeah. walk into a Thomas Murniture, Moser furniture store and you start taking pictures, they tend to shoo you out because <laughs> they know what you're doing. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they know exactly what you're doing. Joke's on yeah. them. You can go online and get the same pictures. Uh -huh. <laughs> Better pictures. What about you, Matt? Yeah, um, I think it's more of like a ethical or moral dilemma on like, are you taking business away from the other person? Maybe. Right. If that, I'm like, I'm not really worried about the design so much as like, that's already something that exists out in the world that you could just tell your friend or whoever just to go buy it from them because they already have it and they already make it. And maybe yeah. they're actually a business trying to sell these things. But I mean, it's a tough one. That's, that's where my... Personally, my dilemma would be if, like, now I'm taking business from this other person that's established and trying to, like, yeah. is probably like an actual, maybe, I don't say like an actual business, but like more of a business than you are as a small hobbyist shop, mm -hmm. I guess. But again, it's nothing, nothing particularly wrong with it. It's more of a personal, are you, ethical yeah. are you okay with thing it? you got to kind of get through, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I was thinking more about like, yeah. And I was thinking more about like the unknown artist on a Pinterest board, right? Like there's just a, a bunch of stuff that you don't even know how to attribute it to the original maker. It's just something someone collected. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you bring up the Etsy thing and it's specifically something that they could buy right then and there, yeah. but they're yeah. asking you how much you could make it for that. It, that does bother me. In other words, based on, can based you make on it cheaper saying. than what this person is doing? Mm-hmm. Cause that's really what that question yeah. is. And yeah, right. good point, Matt. That's a, I would have, I would have trouble with that. I always say, it's the look yourself in the mirror test, you know, and if you completely have no conscious whatsoever, then, you know, you've got other problems, but you know, <laughs> can you, can you look yourself in the mirror and feel that you're doing the right thing? And if you can't honestly answer that or you're conflicted, then the answer is probably no. Um, no, I shouldn't yeah. be doing this. Well, look, I mean, if you want to make the world a better place, you take a look at yourself and make that change. Oh boy. Okay. 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 <laughs> to get too deep <laughs> okay <laughs> well that's gonna do it for us family owned since 1954 <laughs> rockler is your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking Seamless tools transition. finished finished supplies <laughs> hardware lumber and expert advice whether you're building a simple bookshelf a custom desk or new kitchen cabinets rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success visit rockler.com and use the code WoodTalk. that's all one word to receive free shipping on most orders over 49 dollars and remember to head to rockler.com slash wood to enter for your chance to win that 250 dollar gift card Woohoo! money free money money i'm looking at the man in it's stuck in my head now <laughs> yeah you're welcome thank you i did that for you i'm looking at the yeah, that's no, not even going to try to do it, Michael Jackson. Did you guys know? Did you hear? Gosh, what was I watching? Michael Jackson was prone to oh do boy. prank calls. Like he used really? to he used to prank call what? Russell Crowe all the time. Um, Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> right. You better catch it. But apparently, he would call and like disguise his voice, and like, and then like halfway through, he would just lose it. God, oh, it's Michael, and like hang up. It's like. Okay. So Michael Crow was on like the Graham Norton show or something like that. And like Graham Norton's like, is it true that Michael Jackson used to prank call? He was like, absolutely. Like he would, he would know, oh like, I guess he knew like the fake name that Russell Crowe would use at a hotel and he would call yeah. him and like crank call him. And that's fantastic. And Russell Crowe like never met Michael Jackson in person. But at one point he was talking to somebody else. Russell Crowe was. And he's like, yeah, yeah I got this prank call from Michael. And, and the other actor was like, oh yeah, I get those too. Apparently, mm-hmm. that was something he used to do. He would look himself in the mirror and go, I'm going to make some crank calls. So, yeah. Wow. That's not weird at all. Not at all. And if, if you too have weird facts like this that you want to share, please go to woodtalkshow.com or send us an email at woodtalkshow at gmail.com and let us know those weird, strange celebrity facts. And we'll, we'll probably not put them on the show, but you never know. Okay. Um, I do want to take time, however, to say thank you to Margaret, who's continually do a bang up job on social media. She filled in the gaps when we were off for a month watching Mark move. She really she managed to to make things happen on the Wood Talk social media channel there. So thank you, Margaret. And uh, thanks to Nick uh, of Key Woodworks, who does all our editing. He, he had a month off as well. So now we're just going to throw a bunch of episodes at him all at once. So thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> he loves that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. 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 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.